0: And use the code PEACE for 15% off today. I'm Michelle, recovering yeller, control freak, and perfectionist. I didn't want to be a connected parent but my strong and smart oldest daughter would not succumb to my bribes threats and manipulations after years of control parenting i threw it all out and started over i doubled down on the idea of connective parenting and turned in time out for time in it's taken me years to figure out how to unknot sticky situations without using punishments but i've finally cracked the code and now i can help you create the relationship with your child that you dreamt of having when you first decided to become a parent It's not easy letting go of star charts and bribes, but you can change. Listen in as we interview parents just like us who found success and hear from experts who will help us better understand how to form a deep bond with our children. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle, and I'm back for a solo session talking all about disrespect. I know that when our children are disrespectful, it seems as if it's a personal attack, and I'm going to try to flip the script on the idea of disrespect with our children, just giving you some insight to make this maybe an easier endeavor, because feeling disrespected is a really hard place to parent from. But when a child tells us something that we don't like or says something in a way that we don't like and is unkind... When we correct them, when we say, you can't speak to me that way, it's disrespectful and it's unkind, what does that do to the child? I know that we really want to say to the child, the message that we're trying to convey to our kid is, listen, I don't like the way you're speaking to me. This is unkind and I want it to stop. And we get really stuck in this idea of teaching our children a lesson in the moment and that we are required to tell them that this is a disrespectful, you know, experience for us and that we're not standing up for ourselves and we're not standing up for what's right and we're not teaching our children how to be "quote unquote good kids" if we don't correct them. But when we do correct them, are we inadvertently causing them to feel shame for their poor behavior? And does this really inform their internal voice? and begin a negative narrative of I'm bad or I'm wrong because I've been disrespectful. And let's take it one step further. Are they being disrespectful? Are they personally attacking us? Do we believe that they are deeply immoral and unkind? Or could it possibly be that our child just isn't doing well in the moment? that they are having a hard time regulating their emotions, that their limbic system is spinning out of control, pushing their prefrontal cortex totally offline so they have no ability to think, and we get to be their punching bag. They take it out on us because they don't know what else to do. They're immature and they're trying to cope in this world and it's not working in that moment, and we end up taking the brunt of that. And a lot of parents will say, well, that's not fair. I don't want to take the brunt of that. And I would agree. It definitely is not fair. But not much in parenting is fair. And unfortunately, or fortunately, if you're a safe place, your child is going to take out their dysregulation on you. But what can we do in those moments instead? Can we listen? Can we stay calm? Can we allow the authentic process of them coming to their own remorse for acting in ways which do not feel good? Does this make space for the organic apology or for the reparations? Does this feel better all around instead of calling our child out and saying, hey, you're unkind, you're disrespectful, I won't stand for that. Does it make maybe some sense to stay quiet? and connected and present and not offended and allow our child to come all the way through this experience and hopefully eventually come to their own idea of remorse. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for our child to learn what remorse is in their own authentic organic way leaning on their own internal moral compass to get them there as opposed to us reprimanding them and then them feeling bad about the interaction and maybe harboring resentment toward us as opposed to just allowing this process to happen as nature has built in this idea, this internal organic process of us getting to our own remorse. And I know I always feel better when I'm allowed to get there on my own and come to my own idea of apology or reparation. When somebody tells me you've done X, Y, and Z wrong, I don't necessarily come there in a place that feels good or that teaches me that lesson. So why is it hard to allow our children the full expression of their feelings at our expense. Why does it feel so disrespectful to us? And are we secure enough and strong enough in ourself and in our ego to not let it bother us? And I think that's what really comes up for people is that we likely weren't allowed to express ourselves in these ways as children. And to us, all of those re-triggering moments maybe come up and become unearthed and We have a hard time with it because this probably wasn't allowed. And so when we look at our child doing this, we think it's wrong and it's bad. And they're going to turn into a quote unquote bad kid. Our children know better. They know they're not supposed to say these things. They know that because they live in a moral home. They live in a home with people who are doing the right thing and choosing their words carefully and being kind and loving. And so they watch us and they know that that's the truth and that that's what they want to do. You don't need to be told that they're wrong. At 18 months, kids begin to learn right from wrong. And they learn that by watching us because parenting really is 90% modeling and only 10% really instruction and guidance. And so if we're modeling these moral behaviors, then we know our child knows right from wrong. They just, in those moments, they can't choose the right thing. But if we give them space, if we give them a minute, in fact, if we give them as many minutes as they need to get there, but we can't make them do that. They have to get there on their own and they will. I promise you that they will, but they have to realize internally that those actions don't feel good. They don't necessarily need to hear from us that the actions don't feel good, but they need to internally understand that on their own. And the thing that we can do is allow calm and space. Because if we turn this whole interaction into being about us, that we're offended and that we're upset, now they're upset and their inability to process whatever's going on in their world becomes negated. And this whole situation becomes about how we are offended. Now we've taken it personally. Now we've usurped this entire interaction to be about us, which it really isn't about us. If we can take our ego out of it and we can stay calm and connected and know that our child is doing their very best, but they can't regulate in the moment, then we allow them the space to get there. Are you looking for ways to parent without yelling or threatening? Do you crave to understand connection and how to use it in everyday practice with your children? Is remaining calm a challenge and staying away from shame hard? I can be helpful. I've been there and I've also helped so many parents overcome their parenting challenges with my one-on-one programs of either six, eight or 10 weeks. We dive into what's specifically difficult in your own family and I tailor ways to help you remedy them using connection instead of conventional parenting methods. Go to www.peaceandparentingla.com forward slash private hyphen sessions, and find out more about my private one-on-one courses. I'd love to see you there. Now, not each and every time, and maybe not today, and maybe not tomorrow, but in some far off world in the future, they will own their mistakes. They will make amends and they will have enough self-esteem not to become defensive when confronted with their own poor behavior because they have practiced it because it will be second nature to them because instead of being mad at the person they offended they will be upset with themselves they will get there because you didn't shame them and that's why you let them operate in their own shame because That is enough shame in itself. They don't need an extra helping from us. They really just need their own shame that they will feel from having an interaction that wasn't great. A lot of parents too will say, well, we're giving them permission to be disrespectful or we're giving them permission to be rude. And of course it feels like that. It really feels like that because society also tells us that if our child does something wrong, then we have done something wrong. We have failed as a parent. And that just isn't true because people make mistakes. People do the wrong thing, especially kids who are immature and have immature brains. They are going to do the wrong thing sometimes, and that's okay. But society's told us that we have to make them behave. But truth be told, We didn't need to give them permission for their unsavory behavior. They took it anyway because they can't regulate in those moments, and no amount of correction can change that. However, our warm connection gets their prefrontal cortex working again and hopefully allow them to reflect on their own behavior. This will, over time, lead them to be upset with themselves instead of being angry with us for showing them how wrong they are that rudeness and disrespect needs to come out. They need to try it on. They need to find it unpalatable for themselves so that the lesson sticks, so to speak. They need to feel awful. And, But this takes lots and lots of practice and trial. And we unfortunately become the safe place to practice just that. Us being resourced and taking care of ourselves and being proactive with this parenting pedagogy and discounting what society tells us. If we can stay in that mindset, if we can stay resourced and we can also fight against what society has told us, then we will have a better chance of making this kind of parenting work. But it's not easy because much of what we've learned and much of what we're told is just the opposite. So I'd say, give it a try. Take 10 days and commit to the idea that you are just going to be calm and connected and present when your child is unkind, disrespectful, and comes with unsavory behavior. Can you just be there with them? And can you let it just go in the moment, hoping that over this trial period, you will start to get some apologies or some reparations. And maybe it is an apology, but maybe it's a child coming in and wanting to be with you or wanting to be connected to you as a way to tell you that, you know, they're sorry. Because apologies don't always look like, I'm sorry, mom, I'm sorry, dad. They might look a bit different for each child. And if you can just do this trial period and say to yourself, okay, I'm going to try this for 10 days and I'm going to see how I feel. I'm going to see how my child feels and I'm going to see what happens to the behaviors. I believe, and I've seen this with my clients and with myself, with my own kids, that you will experience great gains in the way of your child taking responsibility for their own actions. And that's what we want. We don't want to force them into taking responsibility for their actions. We want them to get there on their own because we're not going to be around all the time to say, hey, that was unkind. You shouldn't say that to your friend or, hey, I don't like the way you were talking to your sister or brother. We can't be there all the time and we have to let them find their internal moral gauge. And we do that by giving space and being calm and staying connected and not turning the situation into being about us, which I was queen of that. Believe me, I know where your head is. I've been there. I have turned every situation into being about me because I was raised in a home where the parents' feelings were more important than the kids' feelings and it was all about them and I never could have a feeling. It always turned into how I was offending someone else. So I get it. But just try this little practice for a week or 10 days and see what you think. By staying calm, you can also download my guide to shame, how to have a shame proof home. And it could be helpful of just reframing some things for you and do this challenge. And then let me know. I want to know what you think. I want to know your experiences. I want to know what has happened. So that's it for today. I hope this was helpful. And thanks for joining us on the Peace and Parenting podcast. I hope that you will leave a comment or a review and let other people know that this podcast was helpful for you because I know a lot of people out there need help and we want to get the word out about conscious parenting. So thanks for being here with us and I will see you next week.